from Talking League. Welcome to Talking League with Around 8 TLT. Sorry, TLT. Live q and I'm your host, TK. We've got Riley Shooter joining me tonight. Let's bring the boys in. Riley, how are you, man? Good, TK. Good to be back for another week. So, happened to change the name of my fantasy team this week to change me luck and bounce back and break into the top 10K. I like it. I like it, Riley. Still taking the piss out of yourself too, which is always great. Joining us on the Thursday show tonight, we've got Shooter standing in for Jakey, but always good to have your appearance here, Shoots. Now, you're pretty excited, mate. You've had some great news. RTS is coming back. Oh, it's possibly the greatest day of my life, having Roger Tuivasa-Shik back to the Warriors. So, um, no doubt my missus will be making another post being salty. Well, mate, it's now her. You're now, that's what your third love. You've got the Warriors, RTS, and then Bailey comes a third, distant yeah. third, mate. Yeah. And then kids, kids probably after like Manu Vativa or something. <laughs> that is for sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, get all your different questions in and we'll answer it over the next kind of hour or so. But before we get these questions in, boys, let's have a look at trades and captains for the round. Rolls, why don't we start with you, mate? What's your thoughts? Before we do that, just remember we're brought to you by Game Day Squad. So create, coach, compete in fantasy footy, be the coach and win. Download the app today. The other thing I wanted to add was obviously in a couple of weeks, we're going to be in Brisbane. So come join us at is 6th of May, 2023, 12pm for a meet and group, 1pm live podcast. That's Lefty's Music Hall, Cats and Treat. Message me if you're coming definitely to Magic Round. But let's get into it now. Now, Riley, your thoughts on Captain and also your trades for the week. I just checked the weather, TK, and it's looking uh, fine at a quarter night. So I'm going to go chinning again this week. With me trades, though, uh, Carrigan is definitely getting the punt on. I'm just sick of him. He's got origin as well, so he's definitely going to be a trade-out eventually. So I'm moving him on this week for Ryan Madison. I've also, just with my team value being a little bit less than everyone else, I still need to really focus on cash generation. And I'm sick of riding the Stags roller coaster, so he's getting the punt this week as well for Jacob Host. I did look at Phoenix Crossland as well. But I just see with him and those... Uh, two buys in the next couple of weeks. Just with his cash generation, it's going to be a little bit hard and stagnant to develop. Rather, Host has got a clear run up until his first buy, so feels like his cash generation is going to be a lot better. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm actually thinking of holding uh, Joey Tarpany. Jakey has got in my head a little bit. He's going to hold. He's going to hold him. But I think with my rank and where I'm sitting, I need to make a play to make up a few points. So. I can't afford to have a gun who's probably a borderline keeper. I was having a look before the show. Your three key keepers are going to be Haas, Murray, and Yo. Then you're going to have uh, Tohu and Mato in round there. So Tarps probably isn't going to be a clear uh, top-tier mid-gun. So probably going to move him on uh, for JDB with a little bit of mail today that uh, Jaden Sewer is going to be out for a month. I see mm-hmm. him getting at least a 65-minute roll, um, especially with the news that the Draggies didn't stuff up their interchange last week, and they got to use all eight, and uh, JDB played the full 80. So pretty keen on him being an underpriced mid, and that leaves me 200K in the bank to potentially do Warbrick to uh, Joey Manu next week if he keeps that six jersey. Yeah, mate, bin the top in, that is for sure. Moving over to Shooter. Shooter, are you captaining in this week, buddy? And what's your trades for the round? Uh, I'm sticking strong with Nathan Cleary, so it's... No-brainer, really. When I haven't gone Nathan Cleary, he's burnt me a little bit. And you can't lose too many spots if he goes bad because pretty much most people uh, have him. So I'll, I'll stick strong with having, having the chin. Um, and my trades, I've actually only done two, which is quite surprising as I've max-traded all year, as I do. Uh, <laughs> and you got left him. How many trades? 21 at the moment. Um, <laughs> they saved them for you. You don't You don't need a save trade. Well, the shooter rule, they're giving you eight after origin, so you're yeah. just going hard. No, you got to make it. No, I struggled early in the season, and I had to had to strengthen my team, and then I've had trouble with my bench. So I'm, I'm getting pretty happy now. Uh, but So I've, 
I've actually gone Trent Loero and Joseph Suali'i to Joey Manu and Jacob Post. I, I just can't miss out on Joey Manu. He's going to be a buy soon anyway over over the origin period. Um, he averages 69, good number, at 5.8. And uh, he's going to – he's playing the Dragons for, for a start. Oh, it's like, Yeah, it's going to be a big score. And um, Jacob Post, it looks like he's probably going to have a need roll for for a good few weeks, and we'll make a bit of money. So I'm pretty happy to. I wasn't that keen on him at the start, but uh, listening to the Tuesday night potty with you guys um, actually talked me not, into it. So you're not listening to that potty. It was just BDE all around, and everyone's <laughs> well, just getting sick. That's what I am. That's all I am. <laughs> we knew that, Timothy. That is for sure. But yeah, Joey Money is a great pick. I think this week as well. Does have a high break even, but I don't think that really matters. My trades, boys. Well, I'm capsing Nico Hines, and then yeah, I'm the same as you, Rolls. I can't cop stags anymore. Even if he has a good game tomorrow, he might he might still lose money. So I'm going stags to host. Going Preston, probably maybe a week or two early, but I do want to get Jack DeBellin in. If I could pick between the two of the, those two guys, I definitely want Jack DeBellin more than Jacob Preston. But boys, let's move on. Plenty of questions coming through today, so it should be a nice, fun show. Let's start at the top. Now, the first one is Chris Rudder. He goes, hey, Legends, how are you going? At the moment, I've got, what? He's got Walker and Staggs to Tohu and JDB. I'm light on mids. Do I go BDE and trade Thompson to host as well? Now, Shooter, when we kick it off with you, now, that's a little bit of, like, when you think about Walker, Staggs and Thompson out, pretty good trades to get Tohu, JDB, and then hosty in. Yeah, I, I don't even think that's BDE. I think you'd have it. SDE, if you did not do that trade, um, I think it's a no-brainer. If you if you bring in Tohu and JDB for Walker and Stags, well, there's a win there as long as you've got adequate cover in your centres and you've you've still got good centres. Um, and Host, like I said just before, I think he's going to make a bit of cash on that edge. Tom, is Thompson even playing tonight? He's not, is he? Uh, he's out, mate. He's out. So, um, mate. You've answered your own question. Mm, I think they're strong trades. Jacob Hopes, boys. So 5.1% owner in that one. JDB is now 2.1%. So still very, very much a pod there, boys. And then probably the other one was Jack Bird, and he's still only 8% owner. So not a huge amount of changes there, but let's keep moving on. James Gilbert asks here, Tarpany to Manu. What are your thoughts on this one, Riles? Because you're in the situation of being the Tarpin. Now, he wants to go straight to Joey Manu. So is it a, a fact of maybe it's a good trade if he has a bit of mid-cover? I think you, the thing if you're going to trade Joey Manu out, TK, I think you're going to want at least one or two strong mids there as well. You've probably got to have it, uh, Payne Haas, Cam Murray, Tohu, Matter. You've got to have a combination of at least two of them uh, with mm. Ford to, for this to be affordable. If you're going to move Tarpany onto Murray... My issue is with getting rid of um, Tarpany is he's a non-origin uh, keeper who's going to score 50. So that's criminal if you're going to trade him out before uh, the time of year he's going to shine. But if you do have those couple of strong mids there, I think you can afford to uh, move him on because like Shute said, Manu is going to be a buyer soon, even with the high BE this weekend. Even against the Draggies, he could blow that out of the water and he could actually start making cash this weekend. So I think it's definitely a smart trade. Get a, a nice bit of DPP cover as well. Plus, we're going to have to cover Warbrick and Miller in the next two weeks as well. So I think that's a good little bit of planning there as well. Hey, boys. Bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? Now, shoot, it's a bad boy strategy, mate. What's your thoughts on this whole DeBellin, TPJ? Uh, like, I know that you rate J- JDB. What's your thoughts on TPJ? Yeah, I wanted TPJ last week, but I just couldn't fit him in my team. I, <laughs> I, up, up until up until round one, he was in my t- well. Up until I knew he was injured, I had TPJ in my team. I was big keen on TPJ because I just love TPJ. So the bad boy What's- strategy is a gun strategy. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Eastgate, hey lads, stags to bird and blow to host. This seems a bit of a no-brainer again there, Shooter. Yeah, I was just, I've, I've had bird uh, since round two. Haven't regretted it at all. He was big pod city. 
Um, sorry, there was something in my face. Uh, his big pod city in round two. He's averaging 50.8 in the center. If you're playing him in the center position, he's got the dual. Uh, he's just a beast. And he looks even better on the edge than he did at lock. Like in the middle, he um, is weird. Like you pointed out a few times, TK, how he seems to like struggle to tackle some people that he should be able to tackle and then smokes like big guys. Is really is really weird, but on the edge, like against, uh, he's in the last three games, he's broken four, fifty, sixty, eight, like twenty tackles in three games. It's that palm on the chest shooter. Did you yeah. notice that as well? Like he just loves just hitting someone on the chest and just running away from. Him. It's like he's in the backyard playing against his big brother. He's he's always done it. Eh? I've I've, loved, I've always loved watching Jack Jack Bird. He's a gun player. He does miss a lot of tackles. Three and a half. Tackles miss, so his score has potential to be even better. Um, but yeah, no brainer if, if you're bringing him, him in for stags into your center. Well, you're not going to regret that, yeah, for sure. Next question, boys Nick Drysdale. Hey, boys, Alamotti to Crossland locked in now. He wants an advice on Ellie Katoa to Joey Marnie. What's your thoughts on this one, Rose? Because a lot of people exiting Ellie Katoa is it maybe a week too early? I think it's a week too early on both from TK because we don't know. Uh, one, how long Joey Manu is going to be in that 5-8 spot. Walker could be back next week. I talked about last night uh, on Andy's show, Wacky Wednesday. With uh, Walker and, I suppose, the origin period, I believe he's going to have to find his way back into the team by then because they're going to shift Manu back to fullback to cover Teddy. So I don't know how long they're going to go with that experiment. With Katoa, I spoke about it a little bit in Team Doctor this week as well. I think you need to use... Um, a 50-point score as a pass mark to determine whether Ali Katoa could be a borderline edge keeper this year or whether he's uh, just going to be a cashy and look to move on. If you're going to move him on uh, to an edge second rower uh, who's going to be a premium option, I think IPAPS is someone we really do need to start to consider looking at as well as uh, for feeder as well. But the issue with him is he could uh, make his way into that extended Queensland squad as well. So I think IPAPS needs to be a priority. Uh, for coaches over the coming weeks, they look to sort of downgrade, upgrade some cashies. Yeah. Ross, do you think people are jumping off Alamotti a bit too early? Because their draw coming up, because they've had a ridiculously hard draw at the start to the season. But after this Sharks game, they, they start again, they get the Dragons, Canberra, New Zealand, Gold Coast into that first bye. Like, that's a way more favourable draw than kind of what he's been drawn out. And a lot of injuries in the Doggies team as well. Yeah, definitely, TK. And in round two, he scored 46 points, round three, 50 points, round four, 29, and round five, 47. So he's had three really strong games there starting at centre. The last two he's had to fill in a little bit on the wing uh, just due to injuries with Karaz and Fox. I do think that you can keep him uh, a little bit longer and at least hold him through the bye period, uh, potentially through to round 16, 17. I just think he is playing on that left side, strong side, outside Burton. So we look at someone like Jacob Host, and we did talk about it a little bit last year as well. You look at matchups, and when they're running hot, you've got to take them. So Cody Walker and Jacob Host, they're probably a great matchup at the moment because they're both firing. And yeah, for sure. Space. They sort of score off each other. Mm. Next question, boys. Gerald Ward. Now, he wants to know if name, tempered by Skelton or Ala Patu. Is that how you pronounce it, Shooter? I know you're very good at pronunciations. Uh, Oluapu. Oloapu. Now, obviously, one's a centre, one's a halfback, and they're both on the extended bench this week for the Doggies. It's interesting one shoots because, you know, they had a lot of injuries. So, job security for both of these guys? Yeah, well, I, th- I think Oloapu is, must be close, has been close for a while. I don't know how long they were going to go. Kyle Flanagan, like, unfortunate for him, was always going to be the punching bag if the Bulldogs didn't go well. He's the punching bag for any team he's been on. That's just the way it's been. Um, and there's big raps on Oluapu. So I, I was tempted to cash down to him just as a cashy if he gets named, and I possibly will. Um, and Skelton looks like a tackle-breaking machine in like the vein of uh, what someone like Valance Tifari uh, looks like as well. So um, I would be definitely tempted by either of those guys. The Probably more Oluapu than ah uh, well I don't know actually probably more Oluapu than Skelton. Just if the dogs keep travelling as bad as they as they are, your outsides probably aren't gonna uh, score as well. But um, yeah, 
I, I guess shoots that we know that Adokar and Karaz have to come back into the back line, right? Yeah, if, exactly. Follow up, all up part two. Oh, I can't even say his name. I don't even know his first name. If he comes into the team, considering the transfer fee they paid Brisbane like half a million dollars, you'd yeah. have to think that they're probably going to give him a, a bit of a run for the rest of the season, especially if, if this season just keeps dropping away a little bit. Yep. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Skelton's job security is definitely not as good. Um, he's another Rugby Sevens convert, though, so he's obviously uh, got a bit of pedigree about him, and um, we've seen what Lockie Miller has done. And other, I can't think of any other rugby players at the moment, but other players. And uh, yeah, I, I'd be very tempted to cash down to Oluwapu anyway. Yeah, could, well, could, his first could, name's you, Carl. Let's call him Carl. You, you could get a, a situation like you get with uh, Katoa where he's a slow burn cash, but um, that's what you need sometimes. Hmm. No, absolutely. No, it'll be interesting. I definitely probably, but that's the thing, you know. I know that Riley was talking about these yesterday, and it was the stacking on halves. That's my only. I know, just maybe for the people that didn't tune into that one, what was kind of your warning around that one, there, Riley? I suppose doing a little bit of buy planning as well, TK. We've got Crossland, who's a sort of cheapie at the moment. We've got Katara at the Dolphins, who's a cheapie as well. Uh, plus Carl from the Doggies as well. If he gets a start, coaches. Really, probably need to have one of Hines or Cleary as well at the moment. Plus, you got to look to have one of the para halves in your squad as well, whether that's dual bags or Moses. So, you could potentially be carrying four to five to six halves. And when we sort of get into the origin period and we're sort of navigating the buys, if you've got a uh, Haas, uh, Haas Murray, uh, all, all your origin players sort of sitting out, even. Uh, in weeks in like 13, 16, and 19, you're going to have a lot of scoring players sitting on your bench. So I don't think you need to stack up too heavy and you need to, I suppose, plan yourself and making sure your squad is balanced and we're not uh, just going to half strategy instead of a mid strategy. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good suggestion. Now, next question, boys. Jordan Gibbons, trading Tarpany and Carrigan this week, looking to go to either Madison and JDB or either one and possibly Tohu. Thoughts? Also, maybe Isaac Thompson now that he's out also, boys. Let's go around the table. I think she think that Isaac Thompson just hold because I think he's one of those guys that you need for round 13. I guess with Tarpany and Carrigan, I probably wouldn't be keen to probably be doing both of them in the same week. Given that Tarpany is the one out this week, I actually think he's probably the one to go, but keen to hear your thoughts here. Timmy? Yeah, I would agree with you. Tarpany uh, on the bye week just isn't... Carrigan's, I know he's had the odd quiet game, but... He still seems more involved in Tarpany, and that, that's what worries me about Tarpany. Um, and, like, going to either Madison or JDB, you're not going to probably lose too much there. Uh, though I would be more keen on Tohu. Uh, cause is, Mad- is Madison going to make the New South Wales squad, we reckon? I know we're not selectors here, but there's lots of talk. Yeah, I actually am a selector, actually, mate. And, yes, he's in the squad right now. Now nah, you'd, you'd assume he's going to be in the squad, I feel. Like, mm. I think he's good enough because that what well, they pick 17 players and an extra five players, right? So they're yep. going to pick 22 players. You would have to assume that Ryan Madison's good enough to be in that 22, whether he forces his way in the 17. I think the biggest thing is how Angus Crichton comes back from his spell out on the sideline. If I yeah. think if Angus, if Angus comes back quite well, I don't think they need Ryan Madison at all. But if there's still doubt on it, kind of like how he's performing, then I think Ryan Madison is the next best. So would have to be in the mix. But he would be in Freddie's thoughts. Freddie picked him for game one, so it's not mm. like he's just going to give up on him. But just on this question here, Riley, what's your thoughts? Because I've always been a little bit hesitant about changing two players in the same positions, especially when they are like classified as guns. What's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, well, I'm quite sick of both, to be honest, TK, and both are getting the punt this week. I see with Carrigan, <laughs> he is losing, lo- losing cash which is an issue for me at the moment, and Tarpany's on the bye. I was looking last week, the major, I suppose, difference in his stats where his tackle numbers uh, were down, and even though the Raiders did have the ball, he didn't, I suppose, increase his run meters and it didn't sort of cancel each other out. So that is a slight concerning little bit. Looking at the trade-ins there, I think JDB's probably got to be number one on your list. Just being 614K, he probably has the most value looking at those options, and you can sort of spread that extra 100 to 200K around your squad then, rather you're looking at someone like Madison, who's close to nearly fully priced, you're buying him uh, for his price because he's going to sort of average around that 50, 55 to sort of 60 mark. So, But looking at Isaac Thompson, 
I do agree with you there, TK. I do think he's a strong hold. With that center and wing fullback dual tag, he's going to be very handy, handy cover for that round 13 buy. Yeah, absolutely. Just before we move on, I just want to announce our uh, comp winners there for this week from Game Day Squad. So a big congratulations to Tama Belcher. He won 1500 bucks this week in the Caps League. Open league went to Harry Conan. So big congratulations to both. That's the end of the actual money, but you can still jump in. So like I said, Game Day Squad, create, coach, compete in fantasy footy. I love the trading cards and lots of different modes that you can play as well. So either download the app or just head over to www.gamedaysquad.com.au to play now. Let's keep on with the questions here, boys. Just going to move something. All right, Shawnee Doyle, he wants to know, can we loop from our bench or emergencies in round 13? If so, can you explain? You've got to have 13 players on the starting team, so it wouldn't be worth even experimenting with it because I just don't know. But I'm assuming that if one, if you have more than 13 players, that you probably can loop. But I guess you don't want to really want to, considering how thin your team's going to be. I don't know how much you'd be able to bend, you loop anyway. I don't think it's worth it, Sean, just to to experiment and be the guinea pig on that one. Now, Bailey Schultz, hey guys, loving the work. Thank you, Bailey. I need a mid. He's looking at Cheese, Fodawaker, DeBellin, McInnes, or anyone else you got in mind. Got Harson Ford, got plenty of money in the bank. Also, the mid strategy was terrible. I started with five semi gums. I'm down to one. Shoots, what's your thoughts on? Because I know out of everyone in NRL fantasy, man, you have been burnt by the Cheese most out of everyone. Now, I know. What's I your thoughts? Because what's the people bringing him back, man? Like, is it even in your mind? Oh, mate, I tell you what. It's like a bad addiction. So last year, I brought him back three times and was burnt every time. <laughs> so and did then, I. And then I, you know, I went to rehab over the off season. Started <laughs> that with the cheese. Started with the cheese. Got back on the cheese, and uh, dropped them after about two games or something. And um, and then just last week, I was looking and I was thinking, oh. Cheese would be all right because he's got mid and hooker. <laughs> I, I talked myself out of it. So, nah, I, I can't do it, eh? If, if he has a – he's just not the same player. I think he benefited a lot from uh, COVID ball and everyone's still looking at him with those rose-tinted or COVID ball-tinted glasses and seeing those like really good scores that he had, which are few and far between since COVID ball. He, he was really a beneficiary of the 106 agains and all that stuff. So I can't do it anymore. All right. Um, I'll make a pack with you, Timmy. Now, have you got AKP? Yes. Okay. If AKP and Cheese match off in price, we both have permission to buy and swip, swap them around. Uh, yeah, okay. Yep. What did you just get hit by? It was like a moth or something. My window's open. It's quite, quite muggy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the only thing. If you've got someone rubbish like him or Warbrick and you can actually get their money up to whatever cheese is, which isn't that far away. No. I reckon, I reckon we could do it. Oh, 100%. Oh, like he probably at some point this season will be a handy mid-hooker cover somewhere. Um, so i am tell you what, it's hard not to get him in. Now, I'm back to... Back to Bailey's question, mate. Now, Fodawake has actually been playing pretty well of last. I know Shawnee talked him up yesterday. Now, we're all kind of on to Bellin this week. And then, obviously, McKin- McKinnis returned to form last week. Who do you like out of this? these three? Uh, I, I picked up McKinnis last week because I, th- I personally, I'm not Craig Fitzgibbon, but I think McKinnis probably has a spot in that starting pack while Toby Rudolph is out. Mm. Um. And Jack DeBellin. Like, I, I used to love Mo Fochwaker, but um, he just hasn't been consistent the last couple of years. Uh, so, yeah, for me, it would be one of DeBellin or McInnes. Yeah, fair call. No, I don't mind that. I'm the same. I actually think DeBellin and McInnes will do very, very well for your fantasy team. So, And I think they're great, both great at that, around that 600K mark as well. So what is McInnes this week? He must be under 500. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he's still hitting some really good. That gives me some ideas. I might trade out Alamotti to him. <laughs> anyway, forget what I'm saying. 
All right, boys, let's keep moving on. Now, Riley, Cody, Baba. Hey, boys, should I trade Wilson to host or upgrade BMM to host? Oh, this, is on the, this must be a no-brainer. Wilton's a borderline keeper, TK, averaging 49 points. So you've definitely got to keep him. If you can upgrade uh, BMM to host, I think that's a no-brainer. But if he's going to average 100 over the next couple of weeks and sell him out at a mill, well, yeah, consider holding him. You might be able to straight swap BMM for Hines. Imagine that. Absolutely. That would be a pretty cool trade for that one. Boys, I could actually do another trade and do Alamotti to McInnes. How good is that? <laughs> do it. Do it. You'd be silly not to do that. Is Alamotti in your starting 17? Oh, yeah. Well, who have you got for centre? Well, I've got heaps of centres, man. Well, I am mean, trading out stags, though. That's the only problem. But I do have Lemu Elu and Birdie. Jesus, oh, that's, all might... that's all you need. You can get another centre another time. <laughs> I do have Thompson still. But then I'm oh, I want to get Joey Manu next week, bro. Mm. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I might have, to, center. might have to not be greedy, boys. But that was on my mind just then because of you, shooter. But I'd let's do it, boys. Charles Walters, Ellie Katoa to host to give me 357k to upgrade Liero Warbrick next week or hold tight, Riley. Thoughts? And you've definitely got to hold Katoa here, TK. I spoke about it just before using a 50 point. Uh, marker is a point to determine whether Katoa is going to be a borderline edge keeper or just a cashy with Hoso. I think you've definitely uh, got to look to another sort of cashy in your squad who potentially has failed or maybe a slow burn. Someone like Sean Bloor could potentially take a punt on Isaac Thompson if he didn't have another way to get to host. But I do like the idea of potentially upgrading Liera on Warbrick next week. I think you've got to look to someone like Joey Manu for Warbrick and, uh, because he's going to be really good cover during that origin period, and he's always a target. We're just picking him up a little bit earlier than normal. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Now, next question shoots. Alex Clough, good evening, gents. Rate this big dick energy. Tarpany, Cardi, to and Bloor, to Matto, JMK, and Mawale. Although I did have Ale on my mind, as I have an alternative under 350. Now, Shooter, you jumped on. Am I pronouncing it right? Is it Ale or Ale? Ale. Ali. 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 Oh, Ali. Ali. Yeah. Yeah, Ali. Tom Ali. Now, yep. you jumped on a couple of weeks ago. You kind of had a, a good observation around kind of their mid-rotation and with players coming out. What do you expect when players are coming back in this week? Uh, well, he's he's going to still have – he's going to take Dylan Walker's middle minutes is what he's done so far, and it's going to continue like that as long as Dylan Walker's playing 5-8 which I can't see changing anytime soon because he just shores up that uh, left edge defensively so well. Um, so I, I think jumping on Tom Ali is a very good idea. I grabbed him. He's He's got like 40-odd the last two games. He's got a very good PPM. Uh, I'm just having a look. Uh, PPM is 0.1. Yeah, pretty much one. Uh He's going to make cash, low BE, can't remember what his BE is, but it is uh, zero. So I, I'd rather Ali than Moali. Moali um, is a good player also, but I just mm. think Ali, fantasy-wise, you're probably going to get a solid 40, 45 minutes out of him. Um, people are probably looking at Moali's minutes from last week where he played like 50, but there was injuries, etc. Uh, so I'd, I would not talk anyone out of getting Tom Ali. Mate, and I love those other trades also. With Tom Ali, he hasn't missed a tackle this year. Nah, there's a there's actually an article from a from a blog I read a New Zealand. It's just like a New Zealand sports blog called Niche Cash, and um, they did a little article on Tom Ali, and he's uh, so he's made what? Hold on, let me just quickly look. Uh, so he, he averaged only fourteen tackles the whole year, but then once his minutes have gone up. He's uh, made 31 and 26 with no misses, which, like, with those smaller minutes, you could sort of understand. But when he's playing, like, 40-plus minutes and not missing a tackle in the middle, just shows you. Was he a gun junior or anything there, shooter? I, I don't know much about him, mate. Like, our, our juniors really got um Because he's 24. Yeah, they got really b- badly stuffed over during COVID, been worried, didn't have a reserve grade team and all that sort of thing. Um, okay. And so he spent a lot of time just holding holding on there. 
Just reading his profile from the Warriors website. So Tom caught the eye as a schoolboy rugby star, impressing for the Rotorua Boys High School first fifteen, where one of his teammates was was also well former oh. Warrior Ace Perem. He represented the New Zealand schoolboys rugby side in two thousand and no rugby league side in two thousand eighteen. Junior Kiwis in two thousand eighteen. So yeah, he's got right. a little bit of that, this Rotorua Boys High uh, rugby league team finished like fifth in the national comp or something. It was stacked like they like there some, six teams or uh, no no it was, it's a big tournament and um hold on just give me one second there was there were some big names in that team and they finished fifth though and he got um he got MVP of the tournament so that shows you something and his team was Hayes Perham Kale Eero uh, Tuki Simpkins Startoa Christian Tuipalotu and Jordan Ricky. Nice, I like it. So, and he so, got player of the tournament. So, okay, just back to his question here, shoots. Now he wants to go BDE, and he's going big. So, Tarpany, Cardi, and Blord, and Mato, JMK, and Mawale. Your thoughts? Yeah, so I would go. I I do like that. I like. I'm really keen on the. Uh, would you just swap? Would, would you swap Mawale out for Ale? Yeah, I'll Ali. Take Ali. Yeah, I, I would swap Mawale with Ali, and then I'd definitely go Mato and JMK. Yeah, because there's not too much difference in price between Ale and Mawale. There's about, what, 30K between them. So if you can afford it, I think I'm with shoots. I think you should definitely do that. Now, next question, Eparima. Now, evening, lads. Who best trade in under 400K? Also, do I hold strong with Turbo or Flick to Mano? Interesting question here, Riley, because they've got Tigers and Titans in a row here, mate. Yeah, they do TK, but just going on the cashy thing first, I think Host is quite clearly the best trading target uh, this week under 400k. He looks to have 10 points of value, and I think while um, Colin Matangi uh, is out injured, he's got quite good job security on that uh, left-hand edge there playing outside Cody Walker. Do notice as well, Cheekham has come in, so I think that once Colin Matangi is fit again, Host will hold that spot. But just in terms of turbo... Averaging 42 points this year uh, with two scores above 50 of 56 in round five against the Knights and 70 in round three against the Eels. The issue with him is I suppose he's never really lit up the NRL apart from 2021 and COVID ball where he averaged 80 fantasy points per game. Mm. Looking at, I suppose, the top wing fullbacks this year, you've got uh, Lockie Miller, who's potentially going to be a borderline keeper. You've got Reese Walsh, Dylan Edwards. Uh, you've got Latrell Mitchell. Plus, you've got Ryan Pappenhausen and uh, Teddy, whether he's going to be a premium option as well. So whether Turbo is actually going to be a top-tier uh, gun wing wing fullback option is yet to be seen. So I think if he does, I suppose, potentially flop again this weekend, score roughly 35 points, potentially look at flicking him on next week for, say, Joey Manu because the last two weeks he scored 16 against the Panthers, which included a try, and then he scored 34 against Melbourne last week uh, with a try as well. So... I think if you have a third bad date, he's definitely one you could look at flicking on uh, as a trading target for Joey Manu. Yeah, nice. And uh, sorry, you've answered that bit pretty well. Next question. Hey, Ong, anyone holding Cardi? What's your thoughts? Is it just too much risk with him getting put back to the interchange bench there, right? I think it's too much risk, TK, as well as don't get greedy. Like, Cardi's already been one of the cashies of the year, so... Probably don't milk him any harder than what you need to. And there's plenty of options you can look to go to as well. You've got someone like uh, JDB, who's an underpriced mid-option who could uh, work his way up to 700, 750K as well. You've got uh, Joey Manu for nearly 50K extra. So don't get greedy and, yeah, definitely move him on. For sure. Just before we get to more questions, just remember we will be live at Magic Round in two weeks' time. So live podcast and meeting great from 12 p.m. Saturday, the 6th of May, 2023. Right across the road from Suncorp Stadium. First game of the day is the Warriors versus the Panthers. So lefties musical, Caxton Street, so it's nice and close to all the games. Love to see you there. Love to meet you there and have a beer with you as well. So let me know if you're going through because, yeah, love to connect with you for sure. Now let's keep moving, boys. Next question here, Shooter, is from Connor Fitzgerald. Now he wants to know, he wants to go Alamotti early to Bird. He wants to go bin the tarp in to JDB. And then his last trade he's looking between, looks like Paddy Carrigan to Host or Crossland. Any other must-have cheapies? I think he's pretty much, they're the two that you're probably looking at this week, right? Shoots, Host and Alamotti. Crossland. Yeah, yeah. So Alamotti to Bird and Tarpani to JDB with, with 
flogged to death tonight, haven't we? That's a very popular trade. Um, Carrigan, Car- I'd, I'd go host. I'm not something about Crossland just smells a little bit trappy to me. I don't yep. know what it is, um, but I just think people are going to get burnt, and um, so I'm definitely keen on host. I just think job security position output is just all better. Yeah, because I think I think they got to find with Ponga back and then Adam Elliott are purportedly back next week. They're going to have to find like man another spot as well, right? So. Yeah, one of those things. If they can't get the dummy half right, the the, the problem at the moment, I think for Cross at the moment is he hasn't got his running game right. So if no, he's not running at a dummy half, yeah, if he's just defending. I'm pretty sure Man can still defend and then be able to run out a dummy half because he's played there quite consecutive. Like he's got a history playing there. So Man, like right. you got to remember, like two years ago, Man was a genuine contender for like number the 14 spot in the Queensland team. He's he is a guns a player. Point. Not sure. Play absolutely everywhere. <laughs> I think you've overrated him there as a gun, but I'll oh no, I like he is a good, a very good player. I think he, he sits somewhere between good and gun. I think. Yeah. Now, next question. One of the good friends, Brendan Vickery. Now he's doing flying well. He's in the top twenty. Now he wants to know his shooter, JDB or Joey Manu for Eli Katoa. Now he's set on doing this, and he wants to retain his ranking. I'm sure. Uh, well, I'd go the shooter in me, says Joey Manu, because I think you're going to get a, a huge score. I, I also personally think JDB is smelling a little trappish as well. Um, it, he's not going to – people are looking at his score from last week and going, oh, he got 72 and – oh, what did he get? He got 70-odd points and yeah, he, got 70, uh, he got three turnovers, people are forgetting. So um, – I'm definitely – I'd go Joey Manu if I was Brenton. I, I think just, JDB can average somewhere between 55 and 60. I actually think it's his job to make those turnovers, but not to three. I, I think he will force one a game and have a big defensive output. Well, you just don't know what that Dragons team looks like either. Like, Hook could be sacked next week and, like, some the new coach might point. play JDB as a prop or and wants Bird back in the middle because of his ball playing or something. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, the only reason why I bought him is I just don't trust Preston anymore. He's a rookie, and I'd rather, after having him from literally the start of the season, I th- actually think it's a good trade just to trust a little bit in uh, Jackie DeBella. Next question, boys. Simon Foley, he's got 177K in the bank, trading Cardi to JDB. Tempted to go Alamotti to host as I need some cash generation on the bench. Can also do Lemu Elu to Manu as my third trade. Any thoughts? Currently running Elamotti and Lemu Elu as the centers with Bird on the bench. So, Ross, he's got plenty of cover here, mate. So, three pretty good centers. We're all pretty – I'm running three that he's got as well. Now, it's a little bit too early because Lemu Elu is actually – you know, I know that he's not shooting the lights out. Still hitting some pretty good base, and then we've got round 13 approaching. It's one of those things that we probably need to hold him into the origin period and then reassess kind of post that round 13. Yeah, I think it's potentially a luxury trade here, TK. You did raise a good point there with Lemo Alu uh, being a start on round 13. With that edge uh, centre DPP, it's going to be quite handy as well. Uh, him and Jack Bird are going to be vital players for all coaches to have. So I definitely think he's a hold. Alamotti, I wouldn't go jumping off too early. Like I spoke about before, he's had those, I suppose, two lesser scores since he's mm. had to cover on the wing. When he's played full games at centres, he's been up around that 40 mark consistently. So I definitely think he's still a stronghold and he still potentially does have 50 to 80k to make. I think if he can, I suppose, milk that little bit more out of him, that is going to help you uh, shift him up to, I suppose, either a fallen gun in cheese who you could look to uh, later on once he's had a couple of dates and he has passed the eye test uh, shooter. But yeah. I, I definitely think Cardi to JDB is a good trade, but otherwise I would hold. Host isn't a must-have this week. He's, he's the best of a, I suppose, weak crop of cashies at the moment. For sure. Next question, boys. We've got Joseph Smith up against your Sharkies man, David Pryor. Shout out to both of the boys, both outstanding fellas. Do I BDE and send it? Go good luck this week, fellas. You know what, boys? I think you do this. Never above, never below. I think we got to send it, especially if you're up against your mate. You got to send it. You can't lose to him, Joe. Who's that song from? 
Who's that song from? Do we get copyrighted? Hooligan, Hooligan Hefs. The, what do they call them? Uh, so we don't get in trouble? Like a singo band or whatever? Like a copy band or whatever? Anyway, we'll keep moving on so we don't get caught. Any Tran, Preston's bird, worth the trade. This is an interesting one. Boys, what do you think about kind of Preston? Is he topping out a little bit? Because obviously his break even gets higher a little bit by a little bit. Bulldogs are getting crunched a little bit. He hasn't played 80 minutes the last two games. Still scored in those kind of low 40s, which included a sin bin against the Bunnies. For me, I think he actually is at a stage where I actually think that I want to kind of shore up my mids and get a little bit more planning for round 13. So I am a trade, and I would do this trade. But I'm keen to hear your thoughts, Riley, first. Yeah, I'm going to go against you here, TK. Just looking at his ownership, he's still owned by just over 98% in the top 5,000. So I think he's one you can still potentially hold on to just to match the pack. Saw last week is probably the, well is the only time he hasn't played 80 minutes because uh, he was uh, sent to the bin for 10 minutes in round six against the Bunnies. So he is penalised there plus a sin bin. So there's seven points, which gets him up to 49 as well, plus mm-hmm. minus 10 minutes on the field. So he's probably going to accumulate another five points. So he automatically get that, gets that score up to 54. So I think he's one we don't need to be too concerned about yet. Potentially keep milking him like Alamotti as well. He is playing outside Burton on that left side, strong side, milking for another 50 to 80K. And you could move him up to a 700K gun in uh, the coming weeks. So I definitely think he's one you should be holding still. Nice. And then, uh, Timmy, what's your thoughts on Jacob Preston, mate? I'm just just looking at his draw. So, oh, easy game this week, Sharks. Um, <laughs> Dragons next week. Oh, like, I'm, I'm holding him because I, I think he – has like Riley just said, like that rabbits game was a bit of an anomaly, and uh, so he's played like his probably his two hardest games the last two weeks in the rabbits and eels. Uh, he's got sharks, dragons, and warriors coming up, so he could get back into that 50 60 sort of points average in those over those three games. So, um, I'd I'd wait and see. If he if he has a terrible week this week, I would and his break even gets too high and he's going to start losing cash. I'd definitely consider trading. But uh, if you can avoid trading him at the moment, I would definitely hold. If you, like if that's the only problem you've got, sure, it's a luxury trade if you ask me. Nice. I love luxury. You love luxury trades. What are you talking about? <laughs> Jesse, Jesse Jeff is here, Timmy. I should probably know this, but my trades this week are Tarpany to JDB. Now, it looks like it's Jackson Paulo, I'm, I'm assuming, to Paolo, to Manu, because Tapikiki is on the buy. Oh, sorry, Tapani is on the buy. And Roosters and Dragons don't play till Mondays. So I can leave it till Monday to pull the trigger, just in case lots of pullouts. What's your thoughts on this one here, Shooter? I'm just a bit lost by what he's doing. So Tapani to JDB and Paolo to Manu. I th- yeah, do it. That, that's a good trade. That You do that now and don't even think <laughs> about it. <laughs> just delete your app, eh? Just yeah. do it. Don't even look back and just move on. Yeah. That's, that's definitely nice. a good trade. Do it. Yeah. Now, next question here, Tim. This is a good one because we just kind of touched on it. Does Hook's coaching future make concerns? Because it is very interesting because obviously Bird started in the 13, JDB coming back from injury. But like you kind of said, a few minutes ago, Tim, and only takes a new coach to come in with new strategies, new ideas, and then all of a sudden, Bird might be back in the centres and JDB might be back at prop. Yeah, like I think Bird's been very smart, actually, and has used me as his nutritionist and uh, put, put on <laughs> put on a middle's body, so he, he's definitely not going back to the backs. Um, yeah, that's all that worries me about JDB is uh, what, what his role is going to be, because so I think Bird's going to get have a role either at the edge or lock, but does JDB's role change? Does he go to the bench? Does he go more to a to a prop? Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, who knows what's happening at the Dragons because they seem a bit of a shambles at the moment. Yeah, for sure. Now, next question, Riles, Jaden Cottrell. Now, thoughts, legends, Walker to Hines, Alamotti to Manu, and Eli Katoa to host. He does have the chin. He's got Murray, Grant, Holmes, Teddy, Eyeliner, and Miller. Now, what's your thoughts on this? If you've got the chin, are you kind of exposing yourself to a bit of unbalance here, Rolls? Yeah, I looked at this a couple of times in Team Doctor this week, TK, and I think there was two or three teams that 
had both Cleary and Hines together and it just wasn't quite there yet, the balance they had. So I think you potentially won or two weeks early having both players, especially if, I suppose, uh, creeping talk now with Hines uh, going to make that New South Wales uh, six his own as well if uh, Freddie does elect to go with him. So I definitely think hold off on going Walker to Hines. Potentially look at going Walker to Host instead because I don't think uh, Ali Katoa is a trade-out this week. I have talked about him a little bit. Use that 50-point uh, marker as a gauge this week. Alamotti uh, to Manu, it's not a must-trade, but I definitely think it's a path you can use to get to Manu. So if you want Manu in this week because he's playing the Draggies and he's going to ton up, well, definitely bring him in because he does shore up your centre and wing fullback spot, definitely. And he's going to be someone everyone's going to look to target around the origin period. For sure. Rolls, next question. It's from Cilla, Cilia Toga. Do you bring in JDB or Jai Arrow? Both pods. What's your thoughts? Rolly, as a Queensland fan, do you think Jai Arrow is going to make their 17, mate? I think he will make the 17 TK and he will play off the bench, I suppose, that little bit uh, of a mid-edge hybrid role. He has done quite a good job for Queensland uh, previously before he had that uh, little mishap uh, in COVID. So I definitely think he's playing good footy at the moment, uh, the draggies, at uh, the bunnies, sorry. So I definitely do think he's a chance. JDB uh, isn't, and I think he's uh, potentially more underpriced as well. Just looking at Arrow, though, uh, I think he had six offloads from memory last week as well. So potentially stats are a little bit inflated there as well because uh, he is moving into the middle this week instead of uh, in the second row. So I definitely would go JDB there. Yeah, for sure. I think I agree with that. I think it was tackle breaks that he had the six, but good observation. Rolls the next one, Jamie Newland. Now, what about Tarpany, Bloor, Carrigan to Haas, Haas and Cotter? Is this timing here, Rolly? Because is it too much of a risk to bring like two guys that are pretty much definite for Origin here? Yeah, they're both going to play Origin, I think, without a doubt. Cotter's a vital part of that Queensland bench. I suppose his leg speed through the middle, especially with Harry Grant. I think you boys are really going to see the impact of that this year uh, with the way the game is. We're getting sort of a smaller middle forward. I think Harry Grant, with his, I suppose, craft around the ruck, is really going to expose that. So... Definitely think Cotter's going to be a vital part, and Haas is just a gun uh, starting in the front row there for the Blues. So if you're going to bring in both Payne and Cotter, I just think you're going to leave yourself short around the origin period. You're going to have to use two trades again to trade them out. So use those trades now uh, to bring in someone like Tohu or Matto, who I don't think will play origin, uh, because if Freddie isn't going to pick him in his 17, he's not going to be 18th man as well. So I definitely think uh, Matto and Tohu and JDB are good ones to bring in this week. And you're going to put two more trades up your sleeve. For sure. Now, Shooter, moving on, Jack Gardner. Leo Thompson, Ellie Katoa, and Staggs to Matto, JDB, and Isaiah Katoa. Is this sideways or stepping in the right direction? What's your thoughts here, actually, first on sideways trades, particularly going towards kind of the origin period? Because, like, realistically, if the origin teams go his way here, Shooter, he will probably have three players that he can field in round 13. Yeah, exactly. So if a sideways trade is going to give you players to play over the buy rounds, it's not a sideways trade. It's a good we trade. We get a bit of right? Like, yeah. It's a, it's a like a that way trade, like a sort of sideways but up. Diagonal. Yeah. 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 Buy planning trade. Yeah. That's the one, Riley. Um, so, yeah. Like I don't mind that trade. I don't. I don't mind that trade at all. I'm not sure I'm bringing on. I think there's probably better cheapies than uh, Katoa to bring in that may play 13. But um, if you need a half for round 13, well, that's why you're bringing them in, obviously. So yeah, I don't mind that at all. That's not. Nice. I don't think it's side. It's not sideways. Next question. He's already asked a question to Sarah. Best question for this week, Dwayne Wedatira. Are you going to back your boy? Ali, or are you going to go for someone else here, Shooter? Uh, yeah, well, he's the best cashier I can that I can see. I've I've scrolled through the cashies many a times since lockout, and I would still pick Tom Ali this week if I didn't pick him last week. Well, we look at the negative break evens here. Well, Tom Ali's at that kind of flat line. The next one up is Jake Granville. Any thoughts to him actually getting a few minutes here, boys, and maybe potentially scoring well? Shoots. I, I thought the talk of Jake Granville becoming fantasy relevant again was 
crazy to be honest. It, he they started him at prop last week and got like he did well to tackle and all that stuff, but the Warriors bigs just monstered through the middle. Um, mm. and he had he had no punch himself, so it's not going to happen again. He's a he the dude's like 35 or something, 36. Um, he's not a tra- he's not a grab. Tom Ali is your best cashy this week. If, Pey- and- if Peyton starts uh Granville again this week, I'm I'm jumping off the Cowboys and I'm joining the Waz train because I'm sorry, but he should not be starting in the front row, especially when you've got people like Cotter in the middle as well. You just lose your go forward, and I think that's really where the Cowboys have suffered this year with their attack. Drink water did, and they all have no space because we've got no go forward. So he, even carrying him and Chester on the bench, I still don't understand it because we've got no size through the middle and it's really showing. Nice. Yeah. Now Riley's just blown up. I like it. Now, this is a good question to go around the table. Diane McCune, uh, McKeown, sorry, Bird or Penasini for the centre? Now, we kind of touched on this during the Tuesday show and I was weighing him up and the only thing that I could separate him on was because Bird had a dual positioning and I just think that maybe at this stage of his career, maybe it's a little bit more reliable with base stats. But can you hear your thoughts here, Riley? Yeah, I'm going to side with you as well, TK. I think uh, Bird definitely is a better option. Looking at, I suppose, Penasini, he did only come into the NRL last year, and even though he was a great cashy, I just think this year, I don't know, he has really stepped up on that right-hand side uh, with Moses getting a lot of good ball in attacking area. Look at his tackle bus. He's regularly chalking up a few per, per game, averaging 2.6 with 146 run metres as well. So... I definitely think he's an option, but you're paying top dollar for him uh, and he does have the potential to lose cash or hit a flat spot if the yields do struggle in attack. But I think Jack, Jack Bird's performances every week are going to be repeatable playing in the second row. Even if he does happen to move back into the middle, I don't think you're going to see much, much fluctuation in his scores. Yeah, I think so too. Now, next question, Dominic Thompson. Hey, Tika, do you like this for a BDE? Trading in Manu for Egan Butcher, captaining him. <laughs> oh, Wow. The chin can get binned. I love it. Do it. That's BDE. That's what it's all about. Just do it. Stop being pussy. Next question. Kyle Davidson. Uh, Suwali could play fullback over Origin. Manu stay at six. Probably think that Sam Walker would probably come back into halves and Manu would just go back to fullback. Probably makes it make more sense. Day prior, revenge round from last year's GF. I think I need to send it. Power. I think you do. Definitely one of our friends, Jamie Brown. Love you all. Love you too, Jamie. Keep doing well, my man. Next question is from Heidi High. Awesome content, boys. Thank you for always tuning in, Heidi. Really appreciate that. Next question here. Shooter Daniel Tenbrick. Now, are these good BDE trades, boys? Carrigan to Madison, Stags to Manu or Penasini, and then Tarpany to JDB or Hosts for the extra cash. Quite a few options here, Shooter. What would be your preferences? Carrigan uh, to Madison, that's very good trade. Stags to... I'd go to Manu. Oh, no, actually. Uh, I'd potentially. I think. I th- no, nah, go Manu. Stags to Manu. I, I Flip a coin on Manu or Penasini because I was just looking at his stats and I didn't realise that he'd been scoring so well, eh? Because like, Lois scores 42. That's crazy. Ah, 32, sorry. Uh, but he has played very well. He's a very good player. Uh, Tarpani to JDB or Host. I would go host for the extra cash, and then next week you can max trade and get some more guns in. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, next question here, Shooter, James Shepard. Now, he's toying with two options, just one trade, Cardi the Cheese or go the big three. Cardi the Cheese, Warbrick the host, Lemuelu to either TPJ or Manu. This is a great one for you. You've been. This is like it's been waiting for you all night here, Shooter. I'll... I'd trade Cardi, but you must have other options other than Cheese. Um, Warbrick to host, that's a pretty good trade. And Limuelu to TPJ, I, I really love. But why Cheese? There must must be someone else. Um, Just go host, right? Just take it nice and easy. Yeah. Tom Ali. Just, just ca- yeah, cash out Tom Ali. You'll probably get a better score, cheaper, nice little cashy. Got some cash in the bank for next week. Bit of play money, you're away. 
I like it. Next question is from Cody. Now, thoughts on Burden to Moses. What's your thoughts about these Parramatta halves here? Shooter, because we've got two good ones in Moses. And then at the moment, Dillbags is kind of not shooting lights out. Hasn't seen the best of him, but very, very cheap. I, I honestly think that Dylan Brown was um, hindered by Bryce Cartwright being on his edge uh, because you're correct. His average, his average this season is not very good, 46 um, and I'm just watching his money go down and getting ready to buy him because I love Dylan. And um, what's Mitchie? <laughs> M- Mitchie, uh, Mitchie's played pretty well actually, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, throw anyone oh, off. Yeah. Is he topping out a little bit, but shooter? Like, would you pay 800k nearly for Mitchell Moses? For me, it's no. Nah, you'd, you'd wait a bit, wouldn't you? And wait till Hines or some if you don't have Hines or Cleary, and wait for one of them probably. But it um, feels like that you have to clear the decks a little bit to get Mitchell Moses 800k. Like you just said, you're probably holding one of Hines and Cleary, and there is, even though he's playing pretty well at an average of 60, I just don't know if he can keep it up. Nah, no, I don't know either. He he is the focal point of that Parramatta team, and he, he does score well. He, he's always scoring tries or putting someone over and kicking like a kilometre a game and all this sort of stuff. Um, Bert, Burden... Is not a, was never a good option. I don't want to. Hindsight's a great thing, but Burden was never a halves option. He was always a good fantasy option because you could have a half, a centre mm. that plays in the halves. But he doesn't have the jewel now, so he's he's just doesn't have the output that you need. But um, sorry to to shit on you a little bit there, Cody. Um, so yeah, Burden to Moses. If if that if you can do that trade, you must have a bit of cash in the bank as well. Was he should are you like what do you think of like Burden taking a seven jersey? Is it gonna change the game at all? Is it like the coach indicating to him that he needs to take control of the team or does no, it mean it's anything? Just, it's the putting him in the seven jersey so they can name Oluapu in the six jersey or in the five eight jersey and they'll play exactly the same as they would any other way. Um Burden is not Burden is a good s- centre. He is not a good half. Well, Tom Ali, lover, you've just gone. He was the best centre in the comp two years ago, and then they put him in the halves, and he just like put him where he play, where he's going to help your team. No, not a bad suggestion. Let's do a couple more questions before we take off here, boys. William Roberts here, Raleigh, not happy with Carrigan and Tuppy like you, mate. Thinking of going Madison, not sure what to do with the next one. He wants a choice out of TPJ, Fodawaka, and JDB. Murray is the other one on his mind. Give him some help here, mate. Well, I paid 530k to hop on the Stag roller coaster at the start of the year, so I don't want to pay over 600 to hop on the TPJ one. So I'm going to put him in the bin straight away. Fodawaka is the interesting one. Looking at him, four starts at prop this year. Average of 50 fantasy points in 61 minutes. I think with him, he's probably got the most job security out of them all because his role isn't going to change. Looking at that Titans bench, uh, you've got sort of smaller minute uh, little uh, forwards there in Aaron Clark. Thomas McKayley's uh, one who's coming on the bench this, this week in place of uh, little Tino. And then Cleese Haas is, I suppose, a rookie still making his way in the NRL as well. JDB's an interesting one. I think the next four weeks he's going to have really good output and potentially play 80 minutes with that rotation. As I spoke a little bit about last night, you're going to have your two forwards and your hooker use up six interchanges, plus BMM is going to use up at least one, and uh, JDB's got to start the game and finish it. So one interchange isn't going to achieve that, so I definitely think he's got to play 80. So in those trades, I definitely would go JDB if you want a quick cash grab, but if you want to play the long game, go for the waker. Nice. I like it. Now, why don't we end with this one for the night here, boys. Matt Duggan. Now, he wants to know, BDE or Terrible? He wants to go Harry Grant to Manu. He wants to go Lemu Elu to Fodawaka, Trindle to Tedesco. He's ranked 14,000, so needs some points. But the other two are just juicy at price at the moment. Imagine picking up Manu and Teddy for 1.2. For me, boys, it's a no. I don't think you're trading out Harry Grant. Riley? Yeah, no for me as well. I spoke about it last night. Harry's, when he registers attacking stats, is absolutely insane. And the reason I'm uh, well below the pack so far this season is because I didn't start with Harry Grant. So don't fall behind like me. Yeah, nice. Good advice. And just to end with you, Shooter, what's your thoughts on this one? 
I'd be interested to know who his other hooker option is if he's trading out Harry Grant. But um, I Jeez. like all of that. Oh, yeah, but could be. Uh, I do kind of like that those trades, but yeah, I'd be Grant could easily score eighty on Tuesday night, so I'll, I wouldn't be happy to risk that. Now the teams are in, boys. Looks like Hame Sale is starting for the Bunnies tonight, so looks like he's in. Thomas Burgess back to the bench, and the Panthers one to seventeen. Obviously, Tane Mill comes in for Isaac Thompson. So interesting one there. All right, boys, good show again. Shooter, thanks for stepping in. Great always to hear your thoughts, mate. And I know you're flying high. I think you're number one in talking league at the moment, aren't you? I am daddy. I'm all your guys' daddies. So, uh, yes, I'm I'm going pretty good at the moment. Hopefully hopefully, crack the 1,000 mark this week. So, I like it. Now, think, for the pass to the un- unfortunate shithouse, even though he helps everyone. Riley, are you going to get yourself out of the shithouse this week, mate? Yeah, I hope so. I think Shooters, I suppose, put me on a little bit of a winner here. I might go and have a look at Tom Ali just before kickoff and maybe reverse me trade from Jacob Host, I think. Save an extra 50K. Yeah, fair enough, mate. I like it. Well, boys, both have cracker rounds. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in across all the shows. If you haven't yet, please leave us a review on Spotify or Apple. Just remember, we'll be at Magic Round. So let me know if you're going to Magic Round. I'd love to have a beer with you over the course of the weekend. We'll definitely be there. I think... And he was going from going a quiet Friday night to absolutely sending it now. So he's looking for people to get, you know, get on a Bacardi party slash bender with. So reach out to Andy. Andrew Burden is his real name. So make sure you just smash him on his DMs and I'm sure that uh, he'll respond in some way. But ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the game tonight. It should be a crack between Penrith and Selfs. And we will check you. It's a bit of a weird week next week with Anzac Day. I'll try to do my best to probably do two kind of parts for – the playbook, but Sunday with the Kiwis, that's definitely not on. I think the next TLT show will be Thursday and then back on the live Q&A on Friday. Sorry, Thursday. And, yeah, we'll work it all out. But there's a weird scheduling next week. We'll let you know. We'll just let you know. All right, guys, stay safe, and we will check. You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team 